Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Time now for Ken and Curtis with Ken Laird and Chris Curtis on WEEI. I actually found out something about Curtis during the break I never knew. You were courtside for the Celtics 07-08 championship. Every game in the NBA Finals? All the playoff games. Wow. We got a, uh, yes. a roll of tickets, and it was un- it was the most fun in terms Hawks, Cavs, Pistons, Lakers, all of them. So Hawks and Cavs both went to both seven went games. Seven. Yeah. The Hawks game seven was like a noon start. And they blew they blew doors. But one of the more underrated games I always go back to with that Red Sox 04 run, Game Five, Fenway Park, ALCS, the best, most stressful event I've ever been in person. Where you just had you had Wakefield coming in, bouncing balls behind Wake, uh, Veritek. You had the Tony Clark hit down the right field line that skipped in the seats for a ground rule double, bringing Cairo back so they didn't score. Plus, you were drinking at the time. Yeah, but you know what? And for whatever reason, I was not. I. Uh, I wasn't that I wasn't I wasn't as bad as I mean I was a drunk but I wasn't <laughs> as bad of a drunk. I don't know. Ask my dad he had to stand with me. Um but uh the game 7 of the Celtics championship season of the second round against the Cavs. The Cavs game. I would put up there with game 5 of the ALCS of the Red Sox in really? 04. It was wow. awesome. LeBron going I mean LeBron was spectacular. Single-handedly carrying the Cavs. And and Pierce and, and and Garnett hated LeBron and he hated those guys. I remember the big hit by big shot by Tony Batie. They win that, then they win. They beat the Pistons in six. They won that series in Detroit, and then of course they um, three two two three two NBA Finals. The great comeback win in Game Four against the Lakers in the finals, down I think nineteen late in that game, and then uh, Celtics lose Game Five in LA, forcing the Game Six back in Boston, and that was. It was the best because it was... 23-year-old Curtis, spoiled, rotten. 23? Oh, you're right, yeah. 15 years ago. Right. Had seen three Patriots titles, Red Sox title. Well, but that was off. That was after the worst loss of my life, which was twenty, which was uh, 16 years or 18 years ago today, the uh, the ending of the perfect season. So you had the uh, the Celtics came up big there to uh, pick up the uh, the pieces after that, and that was that was the game where they famously drenched the first Gatorade shower on the sideline for Doc Rivers. I've and heard that pop up more 
this last week with the Mahomes talk, by the way. the If you're going to argue Mahomes as greater than Brady or start to build that narrative, the 10-year Brady gap between titles gets thrown out a lot. Um, I don't know how you feel about that, because it's actually to Brady's credit that he weathered that, played another five years after the lull, won three more, yeah. still play. It's like it's incredible, his mental toughness. One thing that Brady said in the interview you thought, you thought sucked, which was that he said... Um, <laughs> He said, nothing I do takes away from what Joe Montana won and nothing Mahomes does takes away what I did. Like, you just, it's great. Mahomes is the, I love Mahomes because he's like Tom in that the only thing that matters is winning it all. Peyton Manning, I never felt that way about. I, I just, I always viewed him as a guy that just was a, he was a corporation unto himself. And I said it on the Greg Hill show this week, and people didn't really he understand. Played with it. a frozen neck, though. You got to give him credit for that. His neck was totally well, shot in Denver. Well, his wife needed uh, HGH. That's so when he didn't, uh, yeah. the only person that covered it was Al Epping Jazeera. <laughs> if that's Brady, there would have been like sixty minutes in person. Unbiased for a year. news agency. What's wrong with them? <laughs> uh, anyway, um, the, a lot of the disdain and anger by Patriots fans towards the Chiefs is really misdirected. It's about the media's coverage of the Chiefs and how like I keep going back to it. Andy Reid is a spokesperson for a car insurance company when his son got blitzed at work and nearly killed, ruining the life of a young girl. Is this it for him? But, like, how does that happen? Like, Bill Belichick's viewed as this bad guy when, like, he just employs his kids. Lovable Andy. Like, it it is unbelievable that that is not, you know, and that's why, honestly, you want to talk about Brady Mahomes, Super Bowl 55. I think if that accident doesn't happen, and we all wish it didn't, and I'm not trying to make light of the mm. poor girl and yep, yep. all of that, if that doesn't happen, they might win. I think the Chiefs were that really? ruined. Their, think of that. Has there been reporting on that? Like I know there's not been reporting much. They've shuffled that aside, but how it derailed them potentially? I just remember that that Andy Reid after the game. By the way, you watch that game, you COVID people. Like I, I there, <laughs> everybody's got masks on the sidelines. Football players, you COVID people. Oh, just so many things you were wrong about. But anyway, um, never met was a mask guy. But go ahead. Andy Reid immediately after the game talked about. He's like, hey, I, I'm going to give them credit, and I just want. I haven't been able to talk about it, but I just, you know, I want to comment on what it like. He, it was top of mind, and how could it not be top of mind? You're hoping this young girl doesn't <clears throat> die. That your son while driving under the influence, slammed into. Yeah. While leaving the facility where you work and employ him. Like, it. anyway, I just, the, the the issues that people have with the Chiefs, I think, is how quickly people have sought to anoint them when there was such hesitation, such hesitation. I mean, when Malcolm Butler picked off that pass by Russell Wilson in Super Bowl Forty Nine, mm. the national media was enraged. What a pivot. What a turning point in The biggest history. moment in, in, in NFL history. The, 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 the biggest the, moment in NFL history. The Seahawks were about to win back-to-back championships with the best defense, the Legion of Boom, against Peyton Manning and Tom Brady. Pete Carroll, after winning at USC, is on his way to becoming one of the great coaches in American history. Yeah, but the 0-1 drive is still amazing. Like, and that's 22 years ago today. Which you uh, were pointing out that list. I mean, the Rams that the Rams team still gets praise for like being one of the greats of all time, even though they lost. It's unbelievable. Yeah. And that team that beat them was the 55th rated team on that stupid ESPN list. And you have that game 22 years ago is the, I mean, there. I mean, you want to say biggest NFL moment. I think it's the Butler pick. But the biggest moment in Boston sports history is 
is the decision to go down and try and get a field goal with Brady and Bill. The decision Bill made that week to bench Bledsoe after coming in for an injured Brady and sticking with Tom and, and what that meant for the organization going forward and obviously what that drive meant with Jermaine Wiggins catching the final pass before a 48-yard field goal. That The Gil Santos call on that is the best call of any game. I've How do you heard. grade Wiggy, by the way? Stobel hero with his uh, performance on the downhill. Honest, honest review up at Loon. He was brave to a point, refused to get on the ski lift. Yeah. Just not a, but if it, that was legitimately his first time on skis, i got to say, he exceeded my expectations. Oh, I give him an A+. Plus. Okay. I mean, the the fact that he did it, which, I mean, it's a lot. you got to go get your, your skis fit. you got to sign these waivers. you got to put on Fourier snow pants. You've got to go. Chet, I think Chet was the star, by the way. Chet, Chet the instructor. Oh, my God. He was a lightning bolt. <laughs> that guy... We should put him with the Sox to get a couple games this year. But uh, uh, next year, you, go, you we have you going up uh, the lift. Uh, I, I, I will there be a snow show too? Do you expect that to be green lighted next year? I mean, it should it be I mean, success. It was amazing. I was shocked the amount of people that yeah. were there. It, this was not was like fun. near. I mean, this, the Loon Mountain is very easy to get to, mm-hmm. but where we did the show is like a winding road up towards the. I mean, you, we were literally at the base of the mountain. You were lost yet again. Oh, I got so lost. I thought it was near where we ate dinner. I'm driving around like a maniac. There's like three roads there. You took the wrong one. You when we were at dinner, you were like, "Oh, we're a minute away from the broadcast." We site. were a minute away. From it the was broadcast. not a you minute. Said we away. could walk there to the what. The restaurant was the opposite direction of where the mountain Lincoln, was. Lincoln, New Hampshire is a tiny town. I, okay. but Beautiful we, town. I, you made it seem like where we ate dinner was closer than where we were staying, and it was actually the opposite direction. Uh, it's all close. And I don't know what to tell you. You were telling me it was closer to the rest, to the to the base <laughs> of the mountain, and it was not even close. All right, but you're giving Wiggy praise. Yes, Wiggy you did, did a, a great job. job. It was yeah. an excellent time. I thought the... We all did a good job. I thought Wiggy... Um, it, it takes a lot of balls to do something for the first time in front of a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, he, he the fall was per- – if he didn't fall, it kind of would have sucked. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, I, I, I guarantee you by Monday, Wiggy will say it was on purpose for the, for the Twitch. What's your hunch on Super Bowl coming up Sunday? Will it suck? Good game to the end? You know you're picking Chiefs. So I think Purdy's going to suck. I think there's going to be a defensive yeah. touchdown. Spagnuolo's the star again. I, I, the people – it's so weird, like – Brock Purdy, if you go back and watch these games, that Packers game, which was the the first playoff game for did they they yeah they hosted the Packers in the divisional round. Yep. The first drive of the game, Purdy throws the ball directly to a Packers safety. Yep. And he drops it, and it would have been a pick six that game. And, and that was a game against the Packers, who were a little ahead of schedule this year. The Packers should have won that game. They miss a field goal to go up a touchdown. And, you know, they get that late score by Christian McCaffrey. But Brock Purdy has a Lamborghini. I li- I think Brock Purdy is a lot like Joe Mazzula. <laughs> You're upset he has a Lambo? No, no, I don't. He doesn't actually have. I'm saying the offense oh, is like a Lamborghini. I don't know. Oh, he, yeah. it, no, there's a story in the New York Post that he's share, he has a roommate. Oh, he does? Good. He can't afford well, rent in San like Fran. Yeah, he has a good cast of offense around him, no I, doubt. Unbelievable. Yeah. And so I, I just, I mean, I can't fathom a, a, a Super Bowl. Where Patrick Mahomes loses to Brock Purdy. Foles won one. You know, you well, don't like to admit it. I mean, I would say that um, Matt Patricia lost one. 617-779-7937 to join us. Much uh, uh, on the table today. A uh, potpourri, if you will. We've been talking Theo. been talking Van Pelt. By the way, do you want a Browns insider on the Van Pelt story? Oh, yeah. Daryl Ryder from uh, 92.3 The Fan in Cleveland is going to join us at 1120. Is this your source that said Tristan Thompson? No. Nope. Okay, no, nope. no. Different source. 
But I, I, I never got to that. I had my the, my source in Cleveland, different guy, gave me a Celtics breakdown. What he thinks is going to be uh, maybe later. It's it's good. It's a deep dive. In another lifetime, I engineered a broadcast. Think about how absurd that is. For what I engineered, uh, uh, the WQA. I don't know the eight fifty in Cleveland. They called it the really big show with this Aaron Goldhammer and some other guy, and we were in the lob in the restaurant of Hotel Commonwealth at Eastern Standard, which is now, I think, coming back near Fenway. Yep. Uh, and so I, I would, they were an affiliate of ESPN. I was working at ESPN Radio, and they were in there. And the guy was doing the show at 10 a.m., just pounding booze. Like, like, zero clue what was going on. It was the wildest day of my life. And the but, broadcast was a success? Yeah, we were on was the air. Were engineering I mean, it? I, I, I have no idea what I was doing. Maybe I we're underutilizing you in that role. I, you are. I Can you get be, on the board? Uh, no. I cannot. Those days are long gone. And by the way, I would just like to say, Curtis's early exits have become a major theme of every roadshow event. Uh, you leave early. I understand that the meet and greets because, you know, there's alcohol around and everybody totally gets that. So it's like it's always an early Irish exit. You depart. I said goodbye to everybody. It's not Irish. Okay. Well, I don't I don't remember that. But then even after the broadcast yesterday, you were out in like two minutes. You were gone. What are you talking about? I took pictures. I talked to people. You were gone quick. I mean, people were saying, where's Curtis? I wanted to get a picture with Curtis. Gone already. You were halfway home. Oh, my God. Unbelievable. I, I try to defend you. I'm just, I'd say, you know, he's got to go. You, he's you try to kid. defend me. I have to deal with it. As the, I'm just saying it's the market manager people. And okay. people associate me with you. They think I'm you, that's which a, is unnerving. Oh. Then they're disappointed when I'm not you, uh, right, that's which is also truth. unnerving. And then you're gone. You're halfway I, I gone. literally got off the stage and I took pictures of like 30 different people. You were gone in under five minutes. There's no doubt. I, th- I think I looked have taken past a 10. picture. You took the group picture and that was it. Well, that's the goal. You got to go in like Jim, Jim from the office. And Greg was there for like three hours glad handing after. The he broadcast. went skiing. He did not go skiing. His kids were there skiing for the weekend. Well, yeah, but he was in no hurry to get out. I well, mean, if, if James was there, I wouldn't have to go home. If you want to be a Greg Hill success someday, you got to stick around for two, three hours afterwards. I'm just Greg Hill was in that place for two to three hours after the Yes, broadcast. I had to go back and pick him up and take him back to the chalet. Okay, well. After I took Wiggy's skis back. How long do you think everybody would have hung around if they weren't having drinks? <laughs> I don't think that was a part of it. It was early. It was 10 a.m. <laughs> just looking to hang out with you. People like you. Okay. I, 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 if you want to do it, I'll stay up for the weekend next week, and I'll sit around for three hours. All right. Intel on Alex Van Pelt. I was said Scott Van Pelt. Alex Van Pelt, what happened in Cleveland? Did he get fired? Why didn't they want him there? What will he be like here? We'll find out from a Browns reporter after Joe Braverman's trending. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. 
Medela, the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. All right, Kenny Curtis Show, Fitzy and Hart coming up at noon. We'll have Fitzy on for a cross. A lot of things to talk about today. Theo back and uh, Super Bowl coming up. But the Alex Van Pelt hiring is a little, it kind of came out of nowhere. Wouldn't you agree, Curtis? No, there was no reporting that they'd been talking to him. It is amazing how, like, the second you stop thinking about something, it finally happens. Like, I was, for a week we've been discussing, you know, was it going to be McDaniels? What are they, is it going to be Kaylee? What are they going to do? And then we get up to Lincoln, New Hampshire, and boom, they hire a guy we had never thought about for a second. Well, he was in Cleveland most recently, and joining us now from our sister station in, on Odyssey, 92.3 The Fan in Cleveland, is Daryl Ryder, longtime uh, reporter out there give us some sense of what's, uh, what the deal was from that end on the Harbor One Hotline. Hi, Daryl. How are you? I'm good, guys. What? Uh, so Alex Van Pelt, was he going to be run out of Cleveland? What was the ending like there? Yeah, I mean, it, it was a little surprising uh, here that, uh, you know, Kevin Stefanski made the decision to, to make a change after four years. But, um, you know, my understanding is that not so much a performance thing. It's just that, you know, Kevin wanted to make a change for the sake of making a change and, and bring in a, a fresh voice, which ultimately ended up being uh, Ken Dorsey, the former Bills uh, offensive coordinator, who is one of 36 different starting quarterbacks for the Browns since 1999. He ended up starting three games here back in uh, 2008. But, um yeah, I, I think it was a change for the sake of change more than anything for the Browns when uh, they let Van Pelt go. What is his reputation as a guy developing young quarterbacks? Clearly that'll be the case here. And a lot of the sort of reaction locally has been the fact that he helped lead uh, Baker Mayfield to that playoff win when Stefanski had COVID. Is there a relationship there with uh, Van Pelt and uh, Baker Mayfield? Yeah, I mean, uh, look, uh, Van Pelt had to work with nine different starting quarterbacks. Uh, since 2020. Uh, obviously, the most successful season, as you alluded to, was in 2020 when the Browns went 11 and uh, 5. Uh, Baker Mayfield had arguably uh, his uh, best season uh, as a professional. Obviously, you could argue this year was his best year with what uh, he did down uh, in Tampa Bay and, and making the Pro Bowl uh, as an alternate. But you know, he, he won games with a lot of uh, quarterbacks. Uh, Case Keenum went 2-0 in, in 2021. Uh, Jacoby Brissett, uh, I, I think, had his best stretch of football in a very long time, even though the Browns went 4-7 and seven during those uh, uh, games that Deshaun Watson was serving his suspension. Uh, Brissett played outstanding. Like, he was not the reason that the Browns weren't winning games. It was their defense or lack of a defense. Uh, that was biting him in the backside, but he did a phenomenal job uh, with Brissett. And then this this past season, the Browns ended up starting five different guys, four of them due to injury, and four guys won games. Uh, you know, Dorian Thompson Robinson, uh, their their rookie, uh, he he won a game for him. PJ Walker of all people won a game for him. And then of course you look at what Joe Flacco was able to do in, in such a short amount of time coming out of retirement. I thought Ben Pelt did a brilliant job 
getting Flacco up to speed uh, with this offense and, and Flacco put together uh, arguably the best five-game stretch of his career where he threw for over 1,600 yards and 13 touchdowns. So, yeah, uh, Van Pelt, very good uh, at working with a wide variety of quarterbacks, and he was certainly tasked with doing that here in Cleveland. Well, that's why it's so strange from the outside looking in, Daryl. The exchange for change sake, he did so well with Flacco and all these other QBs, and yet uh, th- there was nothing behind the scenes. He, he and Stefanski didn't butt heads, or he and uh, Deshaun Watson didn't hate each other, nothing like that? Yeah, I mean, if there if there was a situation like that, uh, to everyone's credit, they've kept it in house. Um, I have not heard uh, much in the way of negativity uh, in regards to Van Pelt. In fact, I've heard the opposite. That you know, Van, I, I had someone tell me a couple weeks ago that they they thought of Van Pelt as a glue guy. That he, when people were butting heads, he was the guy that was able to kind of step in and mediate and you know come up with solutions that everybody ended up being pretty happy with the other thing too to keep in mind from the browns perspective they got 230 million dollars invested in deshaun watson and um you know they're going to have to find uh, a new way of doing things to get the most out of Deshaun. And there is an argument to be made, and, and this is not a situation. I understand when you fire someone, you're looking for someone to blame and, and whatnot. I just don't feel that there's a lot of blame to direct in Alex Van Pelt's direction. Um, I think it's just, you know, sometimes circumstances just don't work out. Um, and, and I don't know that maybe um, – Kevin Stefanski was happy with what they were able to get out of Deshaun when Deshaun was available. The problem is Deshaun's not available a lot. So, again, I don't know how much blame you can put on someone uh, for that. But, um, you know, Ken Dorsey has experience working with Cam Newton, uh, who won an MVP with Dorsey as his quarterback's coach and and got to the Super Bowl, uh, Super Bowl 50 with him. Uh, obviously, Josh Allen there uh, up in Buffalo, uh, you know, and, and so I, I think that this is all about bringing in a different set of eyes and ears to develop some different concepts that maybe suit Deshaun Watson's skill set better. But it, you know, again, I go to that five game stretch with Joe Flacco. That's really all I need to know about what the, the Browns' offense should look like and the job that Alex Van Pelt did as OC here in Cleveland. Daryl, last one for me. So, uh, obviously, Bill Belichick began his coaching career in Cleveland. He just ended his career yeah. with the Patriots. How do you guys view Bill Belichick now? And do you guys lean on the fact that if you had Brady in Cleveland, he would have had the same type of run that he had here? Well, I, you know, um, that was my childhood, to be perfectly honest with you. I, I was in high school when, when all that went down and the team moved to Baltimore and things like that. And I always laugh every year when the national media puts out the thing, hey, today is the day the dummy Cleveland Browns fired Art, uh, Bill Belichick. And I'm like, well, the Browns didn't fire him. Art Modell did, and the team moved to Baltimore. So, <laughs> um, you know, it, it, and, and unfortunately, it you know, Art, is the one that scuttled that whole thing in Cleveland. Uh, you know, Belichick, along with Nick Saban, before Saban left for college um, after the 94 season, they had the Browns turned around. Um, they played the Patriots in the playoffs there in January of 1995. 
Um, and they had this thing turned around and had Art Modell not done what he did with moving the team, and, and that just totally upended that 1995 season. I believe that the Browns were poised potentially, who knows, but potentially for a New England type of run with Belichick. So from my standpoint, I view Bill as the, the greatest coach of my lifetime. I wasn't around to see Vince Lombardi, so you know I know we always have the – the GOAT debate, whether it's coaching or players and things like that, I just go, I try and keep mine to, like, what I saw. He's, he's the best coach I've ever seen uh, in the National Football League, and the results uh, speak for themselves. Obviously, symbiotic relationship there with Tom Brady. Um, didn't have a lot of success without Tom. But, um, you know, to win uh, a trio of Super Bowls in two different decades – uh, and then, you know, maintain the dominance in the division and every year be a Super Bowl contender for basically a quarter century. That, that's impossible to do uh, in today's game. So the, I, I, that's how I view Bill. It's a shame that Art Modell uh, did what he did to the Cleveland Browns and turned them into the Baltimore Ravens because uh, look at what the Ravens have been able to accomplish. You know, that's, that organization really is an extension of the original Cleveland Browns. One last one on uh, Van Pelt, Daryl, if you, if you could. Um... Going back to him before we let you go, I know he wasn't really calling the plays there. Maybe it's hard to guess, but what do you think his offense will look like here in New England? What is what is his style? Yeah, I, I mean, the the thing that look first of all, I think he's going to help your run game. Uh, you know, that's something that the Browns did really, really well here in Cleveland. Uh, uh, the the pull guard concepts that. Uh, he and former Browns offensive line coach Bill Callahan were able to draw up with Stefanski were just absolutely brilliant. Uh, guards are going to be in, in incredibly important to the Patriots uh, in that regard. Wyatt Teller, Joel Batonio, I think, are two of the best pull guards uh, in the NFL. Um, uh, you know, he, he does love a, a vertical passing game, but he's got to have a quarterback to do it. Like, I, just, I think he's good at adapting to what he has to work with. Like, and... Uh, quite honestly, I don't know what the Patriots have to work with right now. Uh, <laughs> yeah. it, you know, at that spot, I know I know they got a kid, but like I don't know if that guy is uh, you know the next Tom Brady or you know the you know whatever the next franchise quarterback or whatever. But I can tell you this: Alex Van Pelt does a really good job at trying to make the most of what he's given to work with, and considering where the Patriots are as a franchise and what they're trying to develop at the quarterback position. Um, I, I would say short-term, AVP, absolutely the right guy for the job. Now, when you talk about play calling and things like that, it, it's hard to say because he was not given those opportunities here in Cleveland. That's good intel, Daryl. Appreciate the time. Enjoy your Saturday. Thanks for doing it. My pleasure. My pleasure, guys. Thanks for having me. All right, Daryl Ryder, 92.3 The Fan in Cleveland on the Harbor One Hotline. And our coverage of the football postseason, <clears throat> and for the Patriots, their offseason, brought to you by Wise Snacks. No one does crunchy, salty, or cheesy better than Wise Snacks. Yeah, I. Uh, that's good news. I think that that <clears throat> feedback on Alex Van Pelt and sounds like he thinks they made a mistake, or or he was just a scapegoat because Watson was not succeeding. Which I guess, though, the other side of it is, why didn't you succeed with Watson? Here's the issue: nobody in Cleveland can say Deshaun Watson is the reason Alex Van Pelt got fired because Deshaun Watson's going to stay on past anybody. He's getting yeah. all that money guaranteed. What do they gain from from either smearing Alex Van Pelt or smearing Deshaun Watson, right? But it's just weird, isn't it? Like you had a guy, you had Flacco, tremendous success story late. Nobody expected it. And then you let the guy go, 
Because Ken, Deshaun Watson doesn't want him around. Right. I Is mean, that's, Ken Dorsey around? That's well, Who knows? But that's... Uh, by the way, I think we should have to... I, I love the text line. And I agree with this texture. 978 says, the, the Sam Kennedy interview... Oh, I saw this text. ...was the pivotal moment <laughs> of the Red Sox franchise because of my back and forth where Sam Kennedy ultimately called me and fans a liar for saying the team was no longer as invested was the catalyst... You saved the season. I, not the season, the franchise. You saved the franchise? He said you saved the season. Oh, Red Sox. Red, you saved the Red Sox. I, right. Stand corrected. 978 Texer. Why is your gut to always correct me? It's not to correct you. Anyway, I, I agree. That, I, I think that that may have been true. You think you saved the Red Sox franchise? I, I think the, the blowback. Have you seen blowback to a quote like that in recent memory? No, that was that's third the pot. Our winter weekend trips are very memorable. Right. I mean, it might have even been bigger than the Pavetta interview. That was huge too. That lasted all year. Pavetta's hatred of the pitch clock. And right. You were right again. Yep. Now we've got a principal on the line who wants to grade you. Are you ready for that? Okay. First, by the way, congratulations to Jess and all the Newton teachers. They, right. They're back. They're back in business and back, back in to business. work. Yes. Okay, but I don't know where where does Dave the principal of what? Uh, uh, I think it's uh, they, don't, I, they don't strike out there. It's, it's Gardner, illegal. I believe. That's, you don't let your teachers strike, right, Dave? Well, it's illegal, so right. you know you can't strike. But, anyways, uh, good morning, guys. Good it's been morning. a while. I think yes. it's been a few weeks. But, anyways, Curtis, you know, first of all, let me say that I would say overall your leads are on the Greg Hill show a B, a B plus, A minus, and I would probably sway A minus. You do a fantastic job overall with your leads, but, but. You got me going, yeah. But you got me going this morning, and you know, I, believe me, I'm the furthest thing from a Ryan Clark fan. I think the guy's a donkey, um, but his take on um, Mahomes, I thought, was spot on. And then you're you're giving him for flip flopping, so I think that's a little fraudulent because that's what you guys do, you flip floppers. But anyways, D- Dave, just first of all, two things. Once yeah, again, anyway, yeah. there is no S. Um, secondly, if we're going to do grades, let's be accurate. Secondly, I would say very simply. That if you go on the TV with ESPN, there's a couple viewers, and you yeah. say it is Vince Carter, it's over. Not only is the quarterback yeah. conversation over, Tom Brady is single-handedly the greatest franchise unto himself, quote, unquote. Yeah. Then within less yeah. than two years, you then say Mahomes is better. You sound like a donkey. No, he didn't say, no, he didn't say Mahomes is better. He says he's starting to get into the conversation. I... When I first heard you Ken, guys did he talking, say he's the best player he he's ever seen? He said he's already he the best we've the ever best seen. Player, player, but not he's he's not the goat yet. Not but, the goat, but already the best it, pl- we've ever seen. It was yeah, very. And, you know what? And, and Curtis, you like my sidekick Gaff. You know he corrects everything I type in text. All everything grammar. You guys are so alike. But anyways, let me oh, get great. to my. Le- Nobody knows what it is, and you just okay. I, yeah, you do. You met him in Springfield, anyways. You uh, anyway. your lead on Friday. Your lead on Friday was awful. It was one of your worst. Oh, I thought you it was one of my best. Here. I liked it. Oh my god! You, so you, honest to God, think that all the other thirty-one owners said, "Hey, let's get together and not hire Bill Belichick." That's ridiculous. Bill Belichick has made his bed based on the way he treats the media, the way his ego will not get out of the way, the way the game has passed him. Bill Belichick should have been saying to any team that wanted to interview him, and it sounds like it was only one, or maybe the others were interested, he should have said, listen, I will take the minimal payment, and I will give all that away. I just want to coach. Let me coach. But he can't do that because he's such an egomaniac. 
That's why he's not coaching. Oh, so you're saying, Dave, Dave, Dave. So you're saying that the NFL doesn't hire people that hate the media and are off character-wise? No, 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 no. What I'm saying is he has built his whole portrait of himself, right? What he has established. Yes, he's a great coach. But there's a lot of other things that have made him that great coach that people don't want. And if Belichick really wanted to coach, he would have gone to Atlanta and said, hey, listen, you do everything you want. I just want to coach this football team. But I don't need the money. I, I Give me the minimum pay. I don't need to be the Why GM. Why should he accept minimum try, pay? What are you talking about? <laughs> Why would he get paid minimum <laughs> pay when he's the most accomplished coach in the history of the NFL? But he's not anymore. The last four years, and that's what something you hopped on for a while, and I agree with you. He's not the best coach right now. But, he's, and, and you always say to him, you, you got to move on. We're on to Cincinnati. We're on to the next season. Dave, Bill Parcells so has a pretty big ego, that? right? Bill Parcells, big yes, ego? he does. Of course. Okay, how much money did he get with the Cowboys after he failed? I mean, the guy, he's he failed with the Jets, didn't win a Super Bowl, a goes game. to the Cowboys. years ago. But, no, I'm saying that there's – if you think Dan, Dan Quinn – and Mike McDougal or McDonald or whatever the hell his name is are better coaches than Bill Belichick than you're sniffing glue. I, you know what? I think there's ownerships that want to take uh, opportunities or chances on these guys. Right, because they're I cheap. Think Bill, okay, Bill, that's it. That's it. Right, well, it could be, but they got a new owner in Washington. It's very strange. We had Florio saying the commanders were enamored with Bill, and he's never been more wrong there. So, so we know what? That, that encapsulates the Ryan Clark conversation per- perfectly, and here's why. The day they moved on from Bill Belichick, right? We remember it well. It was that Thursday I got si- I sighed and got attacked. Mm-hmm. Okay? That day, was there a single person anywhere on this radio station who said Bill Belichick would be sitting here yes. hat in hand? No, Sh- he said he was Shime going to retire. retire. Well, nope, that's a choice. technically true. No, it's not technically true. He, he might apply- retire. If you're retiring, do you apply for a job? He didn't say why he might, might or might not retire. Okay. Did anybody say Bill no. Belichick would want a coach and would not have an opportunity? Everybody to. thought, including Kraft, at least publicly, was in, saying he was going to get the job. In fact, the conversation on Friday, here and elsewhere, was, oh my God, it's official. Bob Kraft allowed both Brady and Bill to walk Ooh. without compensation. It is stunning. It's a, so, it's, so if we're all stunned that he didn't get a job, how then can you sit back today with the benefit of hindsight and say, oh, it was clear he was never going to get a job? You can't. Thank you. Ryan in Manchester. Hi, Ryan. I got this visual of, like, the Bobs from Office Space coming at the end of the year for the Cleveland Browns and go to Alex Van Pelham and say, what do you do here? Because <laughs> you don't call plays. You don't – I mean, what do he He's do? He's a glue guy. He's you heard him. I'm going to have an idea with the quarterback so the coach doesn't have to. And they said, okay, see you later. Because let's just go over this whole staff here. You've got Gerard Mayo, who's never been above a coordinator, never called plays ever in a game as your head coach. You got a defensive coordinator who I believe was a linebackers coach who has never called plays as a defensive coordinator. Yeah. Now you got Alex Van Pelt, who has never called plays. I don't care if you called plays ten years ago a couple times in a game. What this is is a Jonathan Kraft power grab. He's been very vocal about how him and Pioli were responsible for all the talent that's been here when they drafted when he was there. He wanted people in place that he could control that will never question anything he does, and hopefully it'll work out. But I guess we'll, time will tell. Yeah, interesting way to put it, Ryan. Thanks for the call. That's yeah. actually that's accurate. It's yeah. a rebuild. It's an unproven group. It's not great when you have the second most famous Van Pelt. I like that Van Pelt, though. This Van Pelt seems to be nice. I like Scott Van Pelt. It's great. It seems to be pleasant. Glue guy, I like that. 
They, he was liked by his quarterbacks. Rodgers complained they let him go in Green Bay. Remember that? Aaron Rodgers? Oh, if he likes Aaron Rodgers, I don't like him. But no, but he, but he knows how to. He's got intel on Aaron in the division. Like, like maybe that's why they brought him in. You want to bring in Fitzy next? He says he's available this Let's week. Let's do it. Fitzy for Cross next. Fitzy and Hart on the way, noon to three, followed by Travis Thomas, who is a one-man show. He is quite the experience, three to six. Don't miss Travis after Fitzy and Hart. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. I keep my hands on myself. Take out the stomach, put them back up on the shelf. Kiss my little baby girl as a knee. Am I coming out of left? Fitzy and Hart coming up noon until 3 today on EEI. Ken and Curtis here. Fitzy going to join us for the crossover in a second. He retweeted this uh, rap sheet blurb from about Alex Van Pelt yesterday, which is interesting, Curtis. I, I first I had seen this. Rap sheet is saying, kind of offhandedly at the end of the clip, that Alex Van Pelt will have a, quote, heavy hand in picking their next QB, end quote. You find that to be, I guess they probably would... If you're not going to hire a coordinator and say you have no say in it, so it's not that shocking, but it's like we are entering unknown territory here for the Patriots. Is that a fat joke? Uh, I'll bring. I'll defer to Fitzy on that. He's the joke guy. Well, I mean, a heavy hand. I mean, Alex Van Pelt is a little large. I, by the way, somebody on the text line was ripping Mahomes and saying he's done, he's getting fat already. You agree with that with Mahomes? What? I don't know. Wait, are we already body shaming now? Yes, we're what? body shaming Alex Van Wait, Pelt hold, and Patrick Wait, if anything, Mahomes. if any one region, good morning, gentlemen. How morning, are you? Fitzy, uh, how are you? It's wonderful speaking with both of you. Yes, very excited for today's edition of the Foxborough Fanboy and the Gridiron Grinch coming up in just moments here on Boston Sports Original. But we, if any area, if any region should be familiar with, if not accepting and loving of the whole notion that somebody with an imperfect body can be the perfect athlete, it would be New England. How long have we lived off of, you people let this guy who looked like this much of a slob dominate you for two decades on the football field? And now Mahomes comes across as the most relatable dad who's got a gut at Little League, and he is truly the most elite athlete, I would say, of all four major North American sports. Yeah, I I, I agree. I, I don't understand any of that with, with the Mahomes stuff. I mean, he is yeah. just... He's not a bodybuilder. He's an athlete. He's but, not... And, you, and Curtis, you can even go further. He's not an athlete. He's a football player. It's like, remember, was it, uh, you know, uh, I think it was Tito, Tito Francona, who used to say, like, you know, uh, facing the... It was something along the lines of, like, you know, facing the Yankees lineup. You think that's terrifying? You should see Schilling coming out of the shower. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that was almost as terrifying as Schilling on Twitter, but... um. <laughs> I, I, my question for you, Fitzy, here is is simple. Twofold. One, I got a Patriots and a, and a Red Sox question. The Patriots is very simple. Are you a Harrison and Mayfield or Justin Fields, or are you best available QB at three? And I'll stop there. I don't want to do a double barrel. Just answer that one first. Sorry. Okay. Uh, I am 1,010% highest floor, high ceiling guy. That's why Akif and I have been all aboard the Marvin Harrison Jr. Uh, wagon for the really? longest time. Like, what? he's not going to be a bust. Thank he, you. I, there, there's nothing anyone can do. 
short of telling him that Matt Patricia will be his play caller, <laughs> Joe Judge, his wide receiver coach, to make this kid a bust. He he did this last year with Stiff McGee or, you know, you know Hump McIntyre, whatever the hell the name of that Ohio State quarterback who has since transfer portaled to the oblivion that is Syracuse. Yeah, Suck the, Onions, that's his name. Yeah, exactly. Blow Chunks, I think his name was. <laughs> uh, he was terrible, and Marvin Harrison Jr., Still did well enough in that long succession of like the late. Uh, it was like Chris Olave was the best wide receiver ever out of Ohio State, and then he said no. Jackson Smith and Jigba was the best wide receiver, and they all agree that the best one is Marvin Harrison Jr. And look at the success all of these guys have had at the next level. We have been dying and praying for elite talent at some capacity for so long. This guy would immediately step in and make Baker Mayfield. Rohan Davey, Michael Bishop, Steve Grogan, Scott C. Kuehl's, uh Mac Jones, whoever, look good, if not, be, if, if not borderline elite at times. So you take him, and then you find a quarterback. Uh, maybe there's someone you like, and you trade back up into the very end of the first round for that fifth-year control. Uh, you know, and Keith and I are the only two guys in Boston who seem to think that Bo Nix could be a serviceable oh, Kirk, Kirk oh, Cousins quarterback. I, I want to be why, No, hold on. Curtis... What is what advanced scouting has everyone else done to showcase that that Bo Nix can't play at the next level? So I watched. I I liked Dan Lanning. I loved how he sort of uh, stood up against the bullies of Colorado early in the year, and I thought they were one of the best teams in football, which was remarkable. Mm-hmm. That watched and then told Alabama with all their fancy SEC money to kick rocks. He, right. was he seems in like a, yeah. a unicorn in a world in a cesspool of a holes. Like I, I seem <laughs> to like the guy, but the the issue is that Bo Nix had everything. And I just he strikes me as a guy that's a you know a four A player like maybe not a backup but not a top of the line start in the NFL. Just my opinion. I mm-hmm. could be wrong. I don't I don't love his upside. But before we run, I have I actually lied. I have another Patriots question. Okay, where do you stand on my conspiracy theory that the rest of the NFL was fed up with how the Patriots took advantage of the coaching loophole? That mm-hmm. once they fired these coaches, Bill and Kraft would hire them with unnamed positions so that the, the Giants and the Eagles and the Lions and the Broncos all had to pay the freight. How much of a role do you think, if any, that played in the shutting down of any Belichick hiring this year as a way to say, F you, you're going to have to pay him $25 million. Oh, I, I don't see. I don't think Belichick not getting a job has anything to do with a retaliatory move by the league so much as it does people just not wanting to hand, deal with like. He doesn't just come over to watch a game. He comes over, like, he asks if he can bring the dog, and then he wants to know what you're serving, and <laughs> is there a gluten-free menu, and also, do you mind if he cooks? And, He's like Wiggy demanding his own bathroom. Right, the, the, It's a whole thing. Like, And so if you agree to have Bill Belichick, legendary coach that he is, ah, he's forgotten more today about football than all of us, blah, blah, blah. You're talking about $25 million, personnel control, getting rid of a lot of people so he can bring in his own entourage. He's going to be there three, four years tops, and my operating idea was if you bring in Bill Belichick the same way if you draft a quarterback this year, you damn well sure better have some sort of veteran that can hold the fort down for eight games to two seasons. You would almost need, Curtis, a uh, a coach in waiting to streamline behind Bill for a couple of years so you're not left holding the bag three seasons later after he gets the Shuler record. Best Carl Weathers role was what? Oh, nothing will ever top Apollo Creed, but Chubbs Peterson for a one-off in, a, in an Adam Sandler movie is a close Oh, second. that's your number two, not Predator. Oh, Dylan, you son of a bitch. 
No, uh, no. I, as much as I love Predator, Action Jackson is a terrible movie, but it's made better by Carl Weathers and Mandalorian. Um, You're a big Mandalorian guy. Yeah, I know. Now we're gonna, we lose Kreef Garga for the Mandalorian feature film that's supposed to start shooting in a couple weeks. And I just saw this. Robert Kraft was at an event last night. I think it says Music Cares. Bon Jovi Person of the Year Award. He, he spoke about Bill Belichick, Tom Brady, and Mahomes. He said that he's wishes Kraft, wishes Belichick only the best. So, weighing in, take it. But good, good period for Kraft, though, Fitzy, that, that Bill didn't get hired, even though he has to pay him, but makes him yeah. look good. And you know what's really exciting, Curtis, is that we have an offensive coordinator who took the job because no one else wanted it. That's, that's not good. Looking no. forward to the Fitzy and Hart program. It is coming up shortly. Thank you, Fitz. See you, Thank Fitzy. You. Have fun. See you, bye. And Travis cool. Thomas to follow. Curtis, see you Monday. All right. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for twenty-five dollars per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. Five dollars more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at twenty-four monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. Thirty-five dollars per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.